welcome to the Echo Church Podcast. We hope you enjoy this message. Let's welcome Justin. Classic. We can share the mic because we kiss. So funny, Bella's like... Who would like me to keep going? <laughs> um, yeah, I'll just see if we're in the kitchen. <laughs> Bella's like... Oh, yeah. No, I haven't pressed start yet. Um, um, and Bella's like, kiss! So we kiss. And she loves it. And I'm like... But, but in the serious note, it's just really healthy for her to see that we love each other. Isn't that right? So parents... You are setting an example, good or bad. So I suggest that you kiss more in front of your kids. Is that a good idea? Great. And then take that sound bite out of the sermon and it just gets super weird. Um, really cool. Gail, amazing. Thanks for sharing. Um, yeah. Come on. It's so good. Um, great to be back in person. Want to continue on. Um, with this uh, thought and series about my journey and where I've been over the last 10 years or so. I became a Christian in 2002. Um, and I'm just going to share a couple of scriptures that did something in me. I didn't understand them. I was confused. I was curious. I wasn't sure about them. Um, but something happened in me. Um, and, and what's happening in us is more, more important than what's happening around us. Um, God wants to use us and move through us, but he's actually more concerned with what's happening in us because it's what happens in us that um, allows us to uh, walk and move in things coming out of us and through us. Um, so I want to just share t- two, two scriptures and then uh, continue on the journey. Is that okay? So Acts chapter 5, verse 12 to 16. At the hands of the apostles... Many signs and wonders were taking place among the people and they were all together in Solomon's portico. But none of the rest, that's the believers, dared to associate with them. However, the people held them in high esteem. That's interesting on its own. They were operating on such a high level um, of believing that the presence was in them and on them and that miracle signs and wonders were um, accessible and meant to happen through them that, that... the other people that maybe weren't as far along on the journey were a little bit um, scared, a little bit nervous, a little bit awkward. Verse 14, And increasingly believers in the Lord, large numbers of men and women were being added to their number. To such an extent, to such an extent that they even carried the sick out into the streets and laid them on cots and pallets so that when Peter came by, Peter came by, at least his shadow might fall on any of them. Verse 16, the people from the cities in the vicinity of Jerusalem were coming together as well, bringing people who were sick or tormented with unclean spirits, and they were all being healed. That's Peter. And then we've got Paul, this verse in Acts chapter 19, verse 11 and 12. God did extraordinary miracles through Paul. So that even handkerchiefs and aprons that had touched him were taken to the sick and their illness were cured and evil spirits left them. Phenomenal. Challenging. Not sure. Curious. 
what the heck do I do with this? Where do I put this? Where does it fit in my doctrine and theology? I'm not sure. I haven't seen it. There's so many questions around this, but something happened in me and I asked the question, why not me? Why not me? Because Paul was a man. Paul was a man. Jesus was crystal clear that he came to display and share and show what a person in right relationship with God could live like. The Bible says in Acts 10.38 that Jesus of Nazareth, key point, he, God, the authors, on purpose said Jesus of Nazareth. Why? Because it proved that he was the son of God that became the son of man so that the sons of men can become sons of God. So the whole point was not to say, look at me, all the best. But he came down to say, look at me, what I talk about, and back it up with what I do, which is the most authentic, genuine thing that is just so attractive when people are talking and doing at the same time. And isn't that a challenge? With everything in life, 50 things that we talk about. Are we doing them all? It's a challenge. But Jesus did it well and he laid down his divinity, Philippians 2 said. He was God always, but he became man and was subjected to the things that men dealt with. He was tempted in every way, the Bible said, but without sin. He cried and sweated blood in the Garden of Gethsemane in Matthew chapter 26 and said, God, Father, if it's possible, let this cup pass me because I don't want to do this. Because he was going to experience the loss and the pain and the disappointment and the fear and the, and the anxiety that we feel. He knows what we go through. He knows how we feel because the Son of God, the Prince of Peace, the Wonderful Counselor, the one who without, without him nothing was made, John said, laid down his divinity and took up the nature of a servant but modelled the Christian life, being anointed by the Holy Spirit and he went around doing good and healing all that were oppressed by the devil. Acts 10.38 said, Jesus of Nazareth. And the Holy Spirit anointed Jesus of Nazareth. It's a big deal. Mark 16, and then let's continue on. Mark 16, 17. So Jesus, just before he was ascend, uh, would ascend, it's called the Great Commission. It's in Matthew 28, but it's also in Mark 16. And I like this account because it goes in verse 17 and Jesus saying to them before he's about to tag them and say, guys, you are it. He said, these miraculous signs will accompany those who believe. I believe. They will cast out demons in my name. They will speak in new languages. They will be able to handle snakes with safety. And if they drink anything poisonous, it won't hurt them. They will be able to place their hands on the sick and they will be healed. And we skip ahead, verse 19. When the Lord Jesus had finished talking with them, he was taken up to heaven and sat down at the right. At, oh, it's amazing when you say stuff that you just know, but it's not actually the verse. Um, when the Lord Jesus had finished talking with them, he was taken up into heaven and sat in the place of honour at God's right hand and the disciples went everywhere and preached and the Lord worked through them, confirming what they said with many signs and wonders. Paul and Peter were normal men and Jesus said, these signs will follow those that believe. And we believed in Jesus and said yes, so it's appropriate and right 
even though it's awkward and tough sometimes, we need to look behind us and ask the question, are signs following my life? And like Lee's strong offering message, (laughs) there's no harsh scriptures. He's not mean and he's never demanding. Religion demands, but Jesus invites and enables. There's no harsh or mean scriptures. Religion demands, but Jesus invites and enables. And that was my journey. And I'm like, I read these scriptures. I see what Jesus did. I read Philippians 2, that He laid down His divinity. He wanted to show us what it was like. He said that you will do greater works than these. And I'm, I'm going, yeah, there's something happening in me and I want this. And I said, why not me? And I want to flip this and I say, why not you? Why not me? Why not you? Why not me? Why not you? It's challenging, but this lifestyle is not for a certain few. It's the expectation of every believer. It's the beautiful privilege of every single believer. Why not me? Why not you? And I had to go on a journey and deal with fear, pride, distraction, and unbelief. They're the four main reasons that we we don't actually live this out. Fear, pride, unbelief, and distraction. And the journey that I went on was, was challenging and it's tough and I'm, I'm still only in first or second gear with it, even after starting it and seeing a lot of amazing things. But I'm still um, wanting to, to press in and see more and it's not for the faint-hearted. It's not for the half-hearted. It's not for those who'll just see how it goes. It, it requires so much. And it's challenging, but the fruit and the reward and the place and the space in God and what he's called us to and and, and living in that place is like nothing else. Because the whole point is people. It's not so we can share a testimony and look cool. It's for people. And our theme this year is others. And the power that we have, the authority that we have, the presence that we have that remains is for people. He's in me for my sake, but he's on me for yours. I love that quote from Bill Johnson. He's on you for you. He's in you for you, but he's upon you for others. I love it. That Jesus had a relationship with God, but he was anointed and the presence remained so that he could minister to others. It's challenging. Hey, super challenging. Why not me, but why not you? Why not you? Come on. So our, our great passion really like, I'm not actually interested in leading a church where it's just a corporate thing where we corporately believe for miracle signs and wonders. I don't want that. And I ask the question, like, why not me, but why not you? Because we're made up of a whole bunch of me's and you's. 
So this amazing, beautiful church with so many different people and passions and dreams and desires and characters and being intrinsically made by Him and you here, why not me, why not you? This is not a big corporate thing where we're just contending and going and being loud for a term. And we want to see miracles and we're just, I'm just going to, yeah, I'm just going to jump in here and yell with you. I was like, no, no, that's not the point. That's not the point. The point is that me, Justin Box, would actually work out where I'm at with this whole, and signs will follow those that believe. And go on a journey with the Lord and be present with Him and talk to Him and work on that inner consent and that I want, I want my life to be dictated by your view on reality. I want it to be governed and controlled by your word and not my past experience. Because I've had some things in my past that have happened when I prayed for people that actually didn't line up with the life of Jesus. And someone's got an issue. It's either Jesus or I've got an issue. And, and he, he's, he's amazing and he had no issues. And again, like, I love this because it, like, my actions and choices and decisions prove to me what I believe. Like my, my week, like John Maxwell says this great, the leadership speaker, he goes, if I hung out with you for 48 hours, I would know your priorities in life and everything that you believe. Because it beautifully shows up what we believe. And that's what I was struggling with. I didn't actually believe the big difference. I knew God could heal and can heal, but there's a massive giant chasm between that and God will heal. So when I pray for a person, I can pray fully and go, God, of course God can heal. He's God. Of course he can heal. Of course he can heal. Of course he is mighty and able, but will he now? And that's the big game changer. That's the big challenge that we, we want to press in and get to as a church. And you can't do that being sucked up into a group of 100. You can be encouraged and we're going to do this together. But at the end of the day, this is a personal journey that we share together because we've got to own some stuff. And my journey was about me just going, no one else is accountable for this. No one else is responsible for this. This is a me thing. I've got to do this. Is that okay? Really good. So things like going on that journey and then understanding, starting to understand a few things along the way. Like I started to actually believe that it was the will of God for Jesus to heal everybody. And if that doesn't happen, then I've got to ask questions. Because every single person that was brought to Jesus was healed. The only people that weren't healed were the ones that weren't brought to Jesus. His hometown, it said that, and people weren't healed. It wasn't because Jesus was like, be healed. Oh, it's not working. Oh, it's not working. No, no, no. People didn't bring him because of the unbelief in the town. <laughs> He healed everyone, everywhere, those that he prayed for. There's not a person that Jesus prayed for that wasn't healed. In, in Matthew 9.35, it says that Jesus went around doing great and healing every disease and every sickness. 
And I started to grow in this and there was a battle going on because what I was seeing wasn't lining up with his life and him saying, you can do greater works. And I remember being in, um, we went on a pre-missions trip to California, Dinuba, California, near Fresno, near Yosemite. And I remember praying for this lady and her leg was about 30 mil, 30 mil shorter than the other. And I, and, and I was, again, I, I started to believe that it was God's will to heal every single person that I prayed for. The results weren't up to me because God heals but it's my responsibility to pray and believe. And I believe that my belief and my faith partners with the Lord and His heart to heal and great things happen. The Sadducees asked in Acts chapter four, how did this guy get healed? The beggar at the great beautiful. And he goes, it was because of my faith in Jesus that this man stands before you well. So it was a journey of, of believing first. Because if we, if we believe that God can heal and could heal and would heal and should heal, but we actually don't believe that he will heal, that's step one. That's the first step. Of course God can heal. And then we just go, sovereignty. He can do what he wants because he's God. But that's a really dangerous area to stay in. He is sovereign and creation. He didn't take in us, us into account. The second coming of Christ, he's not going to take us into account. He'll do that because he's sovereign and amazing and sometimes he doesn't want your opinion. <laughs> but this life that we're living now, the in-between, he's after your opinion all the time. Not on if Scripture's true. <laughs> but he wants your thoughts. He wants your questions. He wants to partner with you. He wants to touch you and encourage you and strengthen you and fill you and highlight and pinpoint and share and go, hey, this is why you're feeling this and believing that. But again, this whole thing, it's, it's about stepping out, but it's about going back. As I said last week, it's about stepping out and going back. It's this combination of talking with him, but then learning and boldly stepping out. We can't do it without the two. So I prayed for this lady and I, and I, and I, and I dealt with the, Yes, it's God's will to heal everyone every time I pray. Would you hear that for the first time and it's offensive? Because you go, what about that? What about that? What about that? And God's like, well, my word's not wrong. <laughs> and that's offensive. Because I've seen this, 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 is this. And he's like, my word's not wrong. And Jesus healed everyone. But he was Jesus. He became a man. <laughs> and it gets, can you see why people say, I don't want to do this? Can you see why I just want to, I don't want to even bother? Because <laughs> it's too hard. <laughs> and there's been times where I'm just like, this is just too hard. This feels like Russian roulette. Over time, pray for someone. I'm like, Who, who's going to get healed? Who isn't? And I can, I can, I can go down, I can spiral pretty quick. And it's like, no, hang on. God can't lie. God does not tease us. If there's some issues happening, it's not him. Because <laughs> I didn't make the world. <laughs> I didn't put the human body together in all its amazingness. I'm not God. And if you can be encouraged by this journey of a mess, growing and learning a little bit, 
and still feeling like I'm in first or second gear in it, why not me, but why not you? So as a church, we're not, we're not, we are going to believe corporately for things to happen. We are going to get around people and pray with them. But there's power in that person going on a journey themselves and believing themselves. And if it only stays there, that's not healthy and that's not family. But if it only stays corporate, then that's not healthy and that's not what the Lord's intended for us. It's this beautiful tension of I'm going on a journey myself and I'm going to be accountable to the Lord and responsible to grow and learn and do what Jesus did and greater, but I need family. And there's times where I'm going to get you to pray for me and, I, and I'm going to pray for you because we're going to do this together. So I prayed for the lady. So the will of God thing, the healing, that was ticked off. Tick, 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 tick. But then I started to just grow in this understanding that, that he's given me power. And he's given me authority. And I started to go on a journey of just believing this. And I prayed for the lady. And I was taught that Jesus actually never prayed for the sick. You can read the whole Bible and he never prayed for the sick. It's like, wow, that's challenging. Of course he prayed for the sick. But then we read, we read through the scriptures and he never actually prayed for the sick. He prayed to the Father when it was just him and God. But when he was ministering to people, he would command. He would declare. He would say, be cleansed. He would say, be whole. He would say, be healed. He would say, get up. He would say, take up your mat and walk. He would say, get out of the coffin. He would say, little girl, wake up. He never prayed for the sick. And I was with Bella the other night and she said, my throat's sore. I said, what do you want to do? She goes, I think we should pray. I said, that's a great idea. And she said, Jesus, I pray. And I said, bup, 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 bup. I said, what do you think is a great way to pray when we're sick? Jesus, I pray. I'm like, that's really good. But what's a, what, what's a better way to pray? Jesus, I come up. No, no, this is what she said. She said that I grab it and I throw it in the dungeon. <laughs> Haven't taught her that. We don't mention hell much. I don't think we ever do. Um, and I don't know, Dungeon must have been on Netflix or something. But um, I mean, I think I have gone, let me just grab that and just throw it out the window. Get a little bit of 90s in there. <laughs> um, but she said, I, th I think, I think I should grab it and throw it in the dungeon. I'm like, that's a good idea because we want to teach some biblical principles and even at a young age, they just learn bad thinking and bad beliefs. And we say it's cute and great, but it's wrong. Jesus modelled this perfectly. He prayed to the Father, but he declared sickness to go. This is power and authority and it's intimacy and presence. The word prayer is pros UK in the Greek. Pros, P-R-O-S, it means with. John 1.1, 1, 1, in the beginning was the Word and the Word was with God. Jesus was with God, the Trinity, perfect union, perfect harmony, forever in glory. He was with God. In the beginning was the Word and the Word was with God. That's the word pros. The word means oh, drawing face to face, close, very close, being with them. This is prayer. 
It's, it's becoming very close and being face to face and praying. The Bible says that Jesus would um, slip away and pray all night, pros UK, being with. The second part, UK, is it's, um, it's derived from the idea, the word, making a vow, but we don't make vows, but it's, it's from that, meaning I give you my life. So it's this twofold word of being with Jesus, face to face with him because of the cross and connection is now possible because we've said yes to him. So we come face to face and are close with him and we're giving him our life. That's prayer. But that's not declarations. Declarations is knowing who we are and whose we are and that we've been given power and authority. Luke 9, 1. We've been given power and authority. Let's put that up. Can you fast forward to Luke 9, 1? Thank you. We've been given power and authority. So when Bella's asking me the question, I want to teach her and train her in kingdom thinking in new covenant reality where we don't pray for sickness. We command it to go because it's not of God. It's not even close to being God. It's opposite to God. Let's read this. Now he called the 12 together and gave them power and authority over all the demons and the powers to heal diseases. And he sent them out to proclaim the kingdom of God and to, to perform healing. And that word perform can freak us out, but it's not to pray. It's to be well in Jesus' name. Be whole in Jesus' name. Not, God, if it's your will, heal Albert. It's a common prayer. It's wrong. It's noble. The hearts are sincere that pray those prayers. So we don't go, no, 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 no. We've all done that. Because it's offensive to think that we can do greater works than Jesus. Because there's this honour thing happening there and this reverence thing and he's God and I'm not. And I'm like, we've got to deal with that. It's God's will to heal everybody. We've got to deal with the he became man so that I can do greater works and show what a person can live like that was tempted in every way and that was filled with the Holy Spirit just like us. The whole baptising presence coming on is the same as us. Man, it's good. So Bella just prayed. And she said that. I'm like, great, great. And then she says, and then, and then again, wisdom. Like my faith and teaching and encouraging, um, I can't just put that on her and say, deal with it. And even if you got pain, push through. I do that because I can. Like I go, do I take a Panadol now? Medicine's great. We love doctors. Great. But I just want to grow in this thing of divine health and not need anything ever. That's just me. And again, each their own. We're all on a journey. It's all good. Great. The goal is that we get better. However you want to do it, great. And that's not being weird or arrogant or in that statement. I'm just saying, yes, bang. Everything great, good, yeah. It's got to be clear. There's so much. Man, we need like four hours to talk. So I got five mils of Nurofen. And she goes, I think it's getting better. And I'm like, you just have that as well. But, the, but, but what she got out of it, it answered my questions. Like, that's gold. Her growing that we don't pray for sickness. We deal with it. We deal with it. And growing in that belief was a really hard journey. So when the lady's there with 30 mil leg, I'm like, I'm not praying for this because that's not God. No sickness ever is God. Doesn't ever put sickness on anyone. 
Otherwise, Jesus would have been operating opposite to the Father. And he was being a very naughty boy. But he came, Hebrews 1.3, as the exact representation of his being. If you've seen me, you've seen the Father. And I'd been growing. Power, yep, I can get power. Acts 1.8. And when the Holy Spirit, and you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon us. Baptism of the Spirit. Yeah, great. We receive power when we said yes to Jesus as well. This presence. The power is presence. The power is not this weird thing. The power is the presence of God. Often we just get weird. There's power, 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 anointing. anointing. No, it's the presence of God. Him. It's a person. It's not the power of God. We can say that, but if the that isn't a his and a personal presence, then we miss it, that he wants to partner with us because he's good. And we're not just channeling some power, but we're releasing him because he's in us. We've got power and authority. And the authority element is critical. The prayer is critical. The prayer and the presence and the reading the word and the praying and the going to him and talking to him and, and growing and changing and allowing him to touch us and heal us and that metamorphosis process, the word meta meaning to be with in the transformation process. Critical. But it's both. It's the Jesus going up on the mountainside all night and then the next day him pulling someone out of a casket. It's the prayer. It's the being with Jesus. And that's the my life of growing, the being with Jesus. But then when there's sickness in a lady's leg, I am not praying. I'm grabbing the leg and I'm testing it, I'm checking it. And again, there's etiquette and sensitivity that we learn by training, which we'll do. Lift to the legs. And I was young and I pulled her legs too high and she started crying. <laughs> Let's talk about the goal of healing ministry. Actually, healing ministry, eh, let's not even use that language. Good call. People are called the healing on other levels, but... We start using that. We just, this is what we do in the church. Healing ministry. And oh, that's them. That's not me. No, no. The church is the healing ministry. And all will prophesy. Acts 2, 17, 18. Oh, no, they're prophets over there. Of course there's some called on a greater level. You're passionate about something different than they are because you see different, because you're wired different. There's going to be people that burn more for healing than you. There's going to be people that burn more for evangelism. Aren't we all meant to see people saved? Yes, you are. But some people are going to actually drip it like every day and you're going to burn over here to set up structures for businesses and kingdom principles but you're still heaven to earth is your mandate and assignment and you still know how to heal and you still know how to prophesy and encourage and lead someone to Jesus power and authority but presence and intimacy is really important Jesus modeled this well be cleansed to the leper first one of the first things he says Matthew 8 3 are you willing? I'm willing. Be cleansed. Didn't pray. So you've got to work out if, it, if you really believe that it's God's will to heal every person every time. Is it God's will? Oh man, it's hard. It's challenging. Is it God's will to heal everything wrong with you right now? Or just the easy stuff in your head? <laughs> That's so challenging. I tell you, I tell you, with all due respect, most people aren't going to bother with this lifestyle. 
And that's why we've got the man of God syndrome in the church, where the healer comes to town. If we had a healer come in, there'd be 500 people here. And it makes my heart like, where they, the person that comes for him, they could deal with it on their own at home. If it only stays that, that gets a bit weird because we need family. But the way that the Lord set this whole thing up is that they don't need to come to a healing ministry. They can believe for themselves. My heart is that every person in this church, hear me out, doesn't need anyone else to pray for them. Ever. We will. And we do. Because... We devote ourselves, but we're needing others. And often I'll get Judy to pray. Judy to pray for me, example, because I want her to grow. I will only ask her to pray for me if if it's the Lord, right? My default is I'll pray for myself. Personally, that's my journey. That's, that's what I, I, Justin Box, this is not a you have to, this is me, from what I read and see and what I've seen, that... I have power and authority over every disease and every sickness. Now, our mindset goes for others, doesn't it? What about me? What about you? You'll see people healed for things that you have and you haven't been healed yet. And I don't get that. So it's not, I've got to be fully whole before I pray. But this is a really big deal that I don't, actually need you to pray for me because of the power and authority that I've been given. And this is a journey. And this isn't, you better be like this. You better do this or else. There's no harsh scriptures because he's not a harsh God. He's kind, patient, loving, keeps no records of wrong. 1 Corinthians 13. It's not a wedding verse. It's a God verse. It's great at weddings. But it's a God verse. Isn't it great at weddings when you just sit there and you go, wow, presence. Because that's my God. He's loving and patient with me. Yes, in a marriage, love and patience. That's great. It's first true for me. Freely you've received, freely give. Not an offering message. Freely you have received, now freely give. Not an offering message. The context is signs, wonders and miracles. Great in an offering message, you can use it. It's theologically okay to use. There's enough in it to back it up in the New Testament. Not an offering message though. (laughs) What we're dealing with is probably just bad beliefs. And I've still got heaps. So be encouraged that your past is a mess as well. It might be less of a mess in some areas. Um, But yeah, I just want to encourage you guys. The prayer, the prayer stuff is for the, with the Lord. It's the questions, it's the curiosity, it's the talking with him, it's the opening of the scriptures. As the band could jump up, that'd be really great. Wow, I'm on page two of ten. <laughs> no, no, it's good, I, I said everything. Um, All right, okay, let's just, yeah, while they're, they're getting... Okay, so we did prayer. So um, authority, where's authority? 
You okay? So authority, power and authority. So the will of God, sorting out the belief that God will heal, not just can heal. Then stepping into the power and authority. That's the, that's the thing. So it, it means, the, this is what the Greek word for authority means, that you've been given. You've been given power and authority over every sickness and every disease. I love it. Matthew 9.35. And Jesus went around praying for everyone because he had power and authority over every, he healed every sickness and every disease. Matthew 9.35. Then four verses later, Matthew 10. Jesus summoned them in and said, you've been given power and authority and he sent them out. The word authority means the right over something. Jesus has given you authority, the right over something. He's given you permission and He's given you rule to rule and to govern. So power is the word ability in the Greek. Jesus has given you ability. And it's broken out even specifically that word power, dunamis in the Greek, miracle working power. So He's given you power Power and authority and belief. The beliefs first. Then we move into power and authority. Power is the ability to perform miracles. That's what He's given you. And if you don't believe this, it's okay. Because I didn't. But we go on this journey with Him. He's given a power. Whoa. Power and a and authority. Authority is permission to rule, to govern. The power or right to give orders, make decisions and enforce rules and culture. The confident quality of someone who knows a lot about something. To give orders, to make decisions, to enforce rules. That's what I did. I'm like, that's, this is, Jesus said, on earth as it is in heaven. There's no short legs in heaven. There's no back pain that winces and pulls a leg in, in heaven. There's no emotional trauma in heaven. There's no disconnect in heaven, which this lady had. So I commanded the leg to grow and it grew. And she burst into tears. We prayed for her and got her connected with a small group. Let's stand to our feet. The belief journey is meant to be peace and joy. Romans 15, 13. And then we move into the authority and power and understanding that Jesus, whether you believe it or not, it's still true. He's given you authority and power over every sickness and every disease. And we're going to talk about loss and disappointment and the tension over the coming weeks because that's real. And that hurts and it's hard. We're going to talk about all the the ins and outs of it. Yeah, but what about this? But what about that? And the myths that we believe. But the Lord is setting us up as individuals first to own this message. And secondly, corporately. So this song, again, this is not a a razz up song to just corporately get swept up in a belief system. This is a song we're going to sing, I'll see some stuff. I'll see it. Not will see it. I'll see it. Is that okay? So just in the remaining 10 or so minutes, we're going to sing a new song. We're going to worship and uh, and, and Holy Spirit's going to move. Is that cool? So if you want to come forward, come forward.
If you want to get rowdy, get rowdy. If you want to be silent, be silent. But we'll hand it over to these guys. We're on a, a personal inner consent journey. Amen? So good, guys. Thanks, guys. Love it.